Hello and welcome to Journey to Wellness, the second episode in my podcast in career, which has just started. And if you listen to the first podcast, you'll recognize that um, I'm an amateur at this, but something that I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm getting more excited um, as days go on that um, I'm able to actually find another platform to be able to talk about things that are very passionate to me. As in the first episode, Journeys to Wellness came about as a way from my my website, which is called Wellness Journeys, and looking at different journeys that we take, different journeys that I've taken throughout my life to come to a place now where I feel a lot of um, the ability to be able to move forward in life and to be able to look at it in a more positive way. And that's what I want to speak about today, confidence and being positive. Now, when we think about confidence, um, as I said, I didn't understand what being confident meant. I was always a follower, never a leader. But as time's gone on um, and a lot of work that I've done on myself, I begin to understand that my lack of confidence came from, was born from a very early age. So my understanding, what I've learned is through our core beliefs, our core beliefs that are formed in the early part of our development. And as a chakra therapist, uh, learning a lot about the chakras, not saying that I know everything, but a lot about the chakras, and working with individuals where I first of all look at the blocks that they have. And from that, we can learn where our confidence is blocked. The self-esteem and self-confidence comes from actually going through the journeys of life and the experiences that you've had and when you can come to a place of actually saying to yourself you know I've had enough of this it's time to move on I'm ready to let go of the past we can actually step out of being the victim to the past which takes us on another path to journeying through to where we are in that present moment it doesn't necessarily mean that you know we drop the victim straight away you know that victim part of us is always is always there lurking in the background but ways to ways to look in at moving forward a lot of my work that i do is with the inner child and for this reason i've learned that when you can find something in personal development that you're attracted to something that really takes you hold your attention, then recognize that. Um, And that's what I've done. I've learned to recognize that looking at my inner child and being able to understand the needs of my inner child, I'm able to identify who's acting out in any situation. Is it myself, the adult that I am now, or is it my child self? And more than likely, most of the time, it's my child self. My child self reacts to my past. So as an example, not having confidence, being told when I was at school that I was was stupid, not knowing at the time that I was slightly dyslexic. At a time when, you know, dyslexia and all those labels uh, weren't around. But there was something when my teacher told me that I was stupid standing me in front of a class of other children and saying this girl is stupid because I couldn't get my times table right. 
And that gave me a block around mathematics, anything to do with figures. I just avoided it so much. Um, right into my adult self, where when my ex-husband and I broke up, and I had to really fend for myself, and the bills started piling up. And that fear of addressing my financial side of my life, taking responsibility for myself, being accountable to myself with no one there to um, take care of me, has really taught me that that block I had around numbers, around money, anything to do with finances, really was the bugbear of my life throughout my life. So because of that, you know, I always believed it went to another level where I started to believe from a very early age that I wouldn't survive unless someone was there to take care of me. If I go back into my story, the early part of my journey when my father left and it was just my mother and my two sisters and myself, I was coming from a very deep lack mindset. And when I talk about a lack mindset, what I mean is if we're taught at an early age that we don't have enough, then that transpires into many areas of our life to our development. So I've never got enough love. I've never got enough nurturing. I've never got enough attention. I've never got enough money. I've never got the right partner. I'm never going to get the right job. I'm never going to meet the right friends. I'm always going to be a loser. The monkey brain really takes over and really kind of starts to get stronger, you know, the older we get. And the, the deeper we go into our listening to our negative core belief system. I think my confidence started to come probably when I decided that I was no longer going to be a victim to my past. Things that happened to me in my childhood, which lay in my unconscious state, really led me to be the like my mother, um, the warrior woman, strong, be there for everyone else, rescue everyone else, take care of everyone else. It really kind of prolonged that victim state, that lack mindset, that I'm never going to be good enough, which in the early stages of my life I wasn't. Being racially abused, being bullied, all these things kind of really played a big part in moulding who I thought I was, my identity. When I talk about confidence now, I think people say to me, gosh, you're so confident. They don't know my story, they don't know where I'm coming from. And they particularly don't know that the challenges that I have from day to day. My challenge is to actually get to this place where I felt I was able to become um, a podcaster and to start putting out there things that I know will help to um, other people can take from. And that's what I really want to do. That's what this is all about really, me becoming a podcaster, is about helping people to come to their own understanding that you can reach where you want to go through aligning with your intention. When we go back into that mindset of lack, how do we start to change that? Well, for me, um, I've had it for a long time. 
why would I want to get rid of it? If I'm coming from a lack mindset, you know, I'm coming from the pattern of learned behaviors um, of other people, the expectations. When I look back at my partners um, as an adult, and especially the child in me wanting to be looked after. So I can take that to my father leaving when I was eight, although he left from when I was born, him and my mother were never really together. But recognizing the need to have um, a man in my life, a man to take care of me. I call it now the surrogate father syndrome, where I need uh, or I needed a man to take care of me. I guess to some extent, my current partner that I've had now for 10 years, we're going through that process of me not being afraid to speak up. And that's another thing when we talk about confidence, speaking up. If I speak up, I'm going to lose friends. I'm going to lose people. I'm going to lose people in my life. I'm not going to get the love that they give me or I'm, there's there's a condition attached to if I give you something then I'm going to get love back I'm going to get approval I'm going to get you recognizing me for who I really am so it kind of just keeps going on and on round and round when I again go back into the journey probably when I was about seven or eight and I know now that um, from an Eastern philosophy understanding how the, the chakra system works how our energy fields are connected completely our human energy field is completely connected to the universal energy field so we feed off of everything but when I look back to that child and I fed off of a lot of negative negative people wounded children like myself um, and clubbing together, coming together and actually being a part of that. I didn't have the emotional, um, the emotional understanding, the emotional intelligence to understand that what I was doing was I was being attracted to wounded children just like myself coming from dysfunctional backgrounds. And that little seven-year-old, when I think back and what I know now, it takes seven years for the, the base chakra to develop. So in the first seven years of life, if there's any sort of trauma, which there was in my case, <clears throat> um, if there's any sort of trauma, then <clears throat> that starts to form, that's part of forming our core belief system. So my trauma was, um, you know, I was the oldest taking care of my siblings. Um, watching my mother go to pieces, going in and out of hospital, going into the care system on a couple of occasions, um, believing that I was responsible for other people. And those years should have been, as a child, it should have been being free, being free to be able to go out and play and scuff my knees, knowing that mum was there to take care of me, knowing that I was going to be hugged and cuddled and loved no matter what I did or didn't do. So my stability and my sense of security, I wasn't very grounded. And I think this is important to recognise 
when we talk about the inner child that we escape we escape pain we escape the pains of anything that is too much for our little selves our little souls to handle and i couldn't handle um, a lot of what was happening in my life so my base chakra really didn't develop i wasn't very grounded and there was abuse at this time when i was between 5 or 6 i can't remember but i know that this came up in therapy probably about 20 years ago so this it laid very dormant in my subconscious um and when the memory came up and i was speaking to my therapist at the time of this abuse this sexual abuse that had come up from someone that was a babysitting uh, me and my sisters um and this babysitter looking back on it there was something in him that my spirit could never take to i always had this feeling about someone um either i liked them or i didn't like them and i think that's the same for most children as children we have this inborn understanding this inborn knowing of what is right and what is wrong but at the same time we don't have that intelligence because we're so focused on just loving and wanting to be loved because we don't have those life experiences of um the defense system is not really developed at that level to kind of understand um you know how to protect ourselves so we're very vulnerable we're very open to anything that life chucks at us so in those first 7 years it was important for me now to look back and understand that there was so much that stopped me from being a child when i think about how the inner child how the inner child has so much um energy within us she or he can act out you know any given time it can be in a adult an adult to adult relationship it can be in um a, a child to parent relationship it can be in your job in your job where you feel that uh you you're being treated like a child and you're not being being given the promotion that you should be getting You know all these things are kind of something to think about when we think about how our child self can stay very active in our system. If the inner child, if the inner child or if should we say if the child self is trying to be an adult when it's still a child, then for me that is what I can now recognize. I was growing up too soon. I grew up too soon. I remember when something else happened to me um getting home late and my mother not really understanding or asking why I was home late she was just so full of rage and anger and just opened the door and said you know go to your room and there was no room for empathy no room for any sort of questioning why I was home late I look back at that and that kind of started to to mold why I stopped talking. And when I say I stopped talking, I literally stopped talking to the degree that I was talking physically, but I wasn't talking my truth. I wasn't talking um my authentic self 
because in order for me to be accepted when I was old enough to go to school and interact with um, children who really saw me as, you know, the token black kid in the school, who made me feel that I was different through their understanding, probably from what their racist parents had, had shown them. So they weren't any different, but the pain of that and how I normalized that, I would say yes to everything when sometimes I meant to say no, but to say no meant that I wouldn't get the, the love, the nurturing, the attention. So you can see how my confidence really was um, non-existent. I had no room to focus on my confidence. If I focused on being confident, then I had too much to lose. When I think again of that journey to wellness, um, and I'll be skipping back and forth here, so I hope you can stay with this. But um, throughout these podcasts, what I'm trying to get across is our journey to wellness comes, it doesn't have to wait until like I'm now in my 60s. Our journey to wellness can happen at any given time where we can actually come to a place and we can recognize all the things that we've suppressed, all the emotions, all the unsaid words, all the statements, all the lies, all the inaccurate truths how we've made ourselves believe something in order to get through life. And surviving is a big part of, of, of our life. Surviving is a big part of actually focusing and putting all our energy in just getting through from moment to moment to day to day. When I look at children in today's world, um, and I know the with the coronavirus, I read recently that um, child abuse um, had gone up through the roof. I can understand how that plays out because I know that when my mother was in trauma, when my mother was in a place of, she had no control over her life, it could have been when a boyfriend had left her or when she didn't have enough money to feed us, or when, you know, she couldn't get a job, um, she would collapse. And I use that model now in my therapy, the collapse model. When we collapse, what are we collapsing into? And how do we come out of that collapsing? With a simple answer is to start to learn through the process of becoming more self-empowered or becoming self-empowered for the first time even. And we can't do that at a child stage. When we think about the inner child, the inner child is what? She's manipulative, she's greedy, she's attention-seeking, she can be a diva, or even he, we're talking about both genders, but the child is exactly that. The child personality that comes out in our adult life is exactly that. It's a child. We're coming from a child place. And I'm walking through the inner child, but eventually I'm gonna to come to helping people to understand how the inner child can grow into the teenager, can come up, to own its adult self. 
And when those two meet, the adult and the child within us, when they meet, when the parent comes in to show the adult, to show the child that you did nothing wrong, your life is based on learning from experience that I've had. It's a very powerful place to come to. Come into a place of self-acceptance, self-acknowledgement, come into a place of understanding that whatever I did or whatever I didn't do in way of surviving, I did it because exactly that, I had to survive. So when we start working and we start looking at the first three chakras, which is what I'm going to kind of go more into, when we start looking at the physical, the emotional and the mental centers, we start to understand that those first three centers in our early development stages of life really play a big part in the development of our inner child. And the healing process of my inner child has been a long journey. So just because now I'm in my 60s, does it mean that my my inner child is healed? No, no, not completely. Because I think that it's, it's a healthy, from what I believe, it's healthy for the child to be recognized throughout life to always recognize that child. But the secret is to always keep giving her a dose of love. Remain in a child, part of us remain in a child, reclaiming that part of us that we, we lost or that we gave up or we walked away from. It's very important. I actually love my inner child now and I watch her sometimes and I, I see her kind of in a very childlike state and I tell her, you know, from the parent that I am, I tell her it's okay. It's okay to be you. It's okay to be a child. You know, this journey to wellness really is just that. It's a journey. And we can't get there by not having all the experiences that we've had. So my confidence has grown in a way that it's been a challenge. And I think my challenge becoming a radio presenter um, five years ago has really helped me to develop my voice and coming back to my voice finding my voice finding my voice and finding the ability to be able to talk about things without feeling that that shame and that guilt because i've learned very late in life that um it wasn't my guilt it was not my guilt, it was not my shame that I've been carrying around all this time. So the shame and the guilt of the child really is a huge step in healing oneself. And when you when you can get to that point to say, I did nothing wrong, then you know that you've come a long way. But of course, you know, therapy, love it or like it, be skeptical about it. I know in England it took a long time for people to understand the American philosophy that therapy is built into our life. Therapy is good for you. Therapy, talking therapies is good for you. When we talk about things, we're releasing something at a very deep level. We might not like about it, but standing up and talking to a crowd or sharing something that's so deep and intimate with yourself 
is a very good way of helping to allow that inner child to speak. And the more we talk, the more we voice things, the more we bring things to life, the more we feel and are allowed to let go of the feelings that are unwelcomed. And those feelings are usually the negative feelings of guilt and shame and pride. So I think that the inner child plays a big part in all our lives. And when I'm doing inner child, child healing with clients now, I always find a way, the first thing I look for is their inner child. Find out what they like, you know, things that they probably wouldn't share. You know, something silly, something stupid. To, to, to them it might be silly or stupid, but it's really allowing that child to breathe, allowing our inner child to breathe and helping them to find the confidence to move forward in life. And this is what Journey to Wellness, these podcasts are going to be all about. So if you've enjoyed um, my first two podcasts, then please stay tuned. And as I said, you can check me out on wellnessjourneys.co.uk, my website, or on my YouTube channel, Wellness Journeys. Um, I'm really getting into this podcasting now. And uh, I'm so very happy and grateful that um, I've been, I've got to this place that I can actually hopefully start to use my voice to influence others. And I think that's the big thing right now, especially with the coronavirus as it is, you know, taking over the world. And it's given us a space to stop and reflect and um, rejoice in so many ways that we're being given that time to actually do that inner inquiry of asking ourselves, who am I? Who am I without my story? Who am I without the story that I believe I am? And we start to redefine ourselves through our story. We can't change the past, but hopefully we can move forward with a deeper understanding of that leads us to self-loving and self-acceptance. Self-loving and self-acceptance of our child self, of our adult self. And of course, that helps us to reconnect with a world that isn't so dangerous. It might be dangerous to the child, but it's not so dangerous when we have the tools to be able to live a life that is balanced in harmony, where we learn to rest and work as hard as we rest, taking control taking back our power and that's what this is teaching me my journey to wellness is about learning how to recapture that powerful powerful self inside have a great day or evening and thank you for listening and um, I'll see you or be with you next time